Today is a unique day in that we're kind of transitioning as we're moving into the fall here. We've been in one sermon series and we're kind of moving into Dream Giver uh, series next weekend. But this weekend's kind of a transition week. And so as we're heading into the fall and we're kind of beginning a new year of mission together, we're going to have a little bit different flavor of the message today. In fact, it's going to be something that you can follow along with. And so uh, if you look uh, on your chair, or maybe one of the ushers handed you one, there's a little outline of the message today. So... You can keep me accountable and keep me on track. Uh, and that is kind of be sort of an outline. And we are going to be uh, talking today and answering the question, who are we? <laughs> who are we? You know who you are as an individual, hopefully, but who are we as a church? And whether you've been here for two and a half years since we started, or whether if this is your first day at City Branch, this is going to be a great day because we're going to answer that question. And uh, in other words, what are our roots as a church? Say roots with me. And we're not talking about the famous novel. We're talking about what is our core? What is our foundation as a church? What are the deepest and truest things about us? And uh, to kind of get us thinking about that, um, have a little story to share you from, uh, with you from my childhood here. Did anybody, anybody have a pet growing up? Anybody have a pet that you just spent a lot of time with? Yeah. So um, I had a dog for a while, and he passed away, and that's okay. A dog's that happens sometimes. So most of my time actually was spent uh, growing up with a small tree. Now, you might think this is kind of strange, and who is this strange man that's talking to you today? But my tree was essentially my pet growing up, and I spent a lot of time and cared for this tree. So uh, maybe this happened to some of you, but when I was in third grade, we were in science class, and one of our projects is that every third grader was given a tree. Do you remember this from grade school? Did this happen to anybody? Okay, good. I'm not the only one. Okay, so we were given this tree, and essentially it was a stick, right? It doesn't look like a tree. It looks like a weed, okay? It's a stick. And so I, I'm really excited, and, uh, and, I, and I, it's a skinny little sapling, and we're supposed to take it home and take care of it. So I did what any eager third grader would do, and I, I went right home, and I got to work, and I went to a corner in our, in our back lawn, and I, I, I dug up a little hole, and it didn't need to be too deep because it's a stick, and I could have just stuck it in the ground, but no, it's a tree. I have to plant it. So I'm out there digging. I'm like, man, I should be on some TV show. This is awesome. So I put my stick in the ground. And then a day goes by, and then a week goes by, and then two weeks go by. And what does it look like? A stick, right? It's not growing. And so uh, if any of you have had older siblings, you know how kind and and encouraging they can be. And so I have a two-year-old, a brother that's two years older than me, and so he comes out there one day, and I'm just kind of looking at it and, you know, patting the ground around it and watering it, and come on, son, let's go, grow, grow, put some roots down. And my brother comes out, and is kind and loving and encouraging, and go, he goes, hey, John, how's your pet weed doing? (laughs) Thanks, buddy, that was great. And so little by little, I just grow increasingly frustrated with this. And I I remember getting upset at my dad saying, we need to move it, dad. I need need to dig it up because it's, it's not growing. I need to move it to a different place. And I remember my dad saying this, trust the roots. Trust that which is below the surface. John, you can't see it growing, but it's growing. Trust the roots. And so another couple weeks go by and another couple weeks and little by little, I start to see some real growth. And you might think I'm just weird and strange. You probably do already. But the one day, a little bud comes out. And then like a week later, it's a leaf. And I'm like having a party back there. And I run inside and say, Mom, it's a tree. It's not a stick anymore. So this, you know, it, it came out. And I was really, really excited. I was so excited. 
And uh, in fact, now it kind of looks, that's not it, but it's very, very similar to that. So it started like that and ended up like that. And so um, it's about that size. And so my third grade tree is now like 20 feet high and it covers a large part of the backyard and it's getting tangled up in the telephone wires and it's awesome. So uh, now when I go home, sometimes when I go home to my parents' house, I just go and I climb up in it and I just sit in it. And I have my little moment because I've grown up, you know? And so I just have my own little celebration and, 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 and a reminder to myself, and I look at it often, that sometimes the most important elements of growth in our lives are those things that are beneath the surface. And whether it's a church or an organization or, or us as individuals, the values that shape our lives are underneath the surface, and those, maybe those factors that truly determine the significance of our lives are not what everyone else sees. Maybe the most important things in our lives are not those things that people think are the most important. The size of your house, the size of your bank account, how great your job is, how successful your career has been. But instead, it's about your roots. And it may not look promising, and your life may just kind of feel like that little weed, like that little stick today. It's like, I'm not growing but to trust your roots. Where do you get your identity today? What do you place your faith in? What priorities do you live with in your life? Who are you when nobody else is looking? Maybe it's about our roots. Maybe it's about being people of integrity and character. Who you are day in and day out. That's what ultimately defines us. I love the way that the Apostle Paul puts it. If you've got your Bibles open, we're going to look at that uh, Philippians passage as well as a few others. Um, I'm looking at verse 10. 10 and 11, actually, and Paul says this. For I want you to understand, I I love the way that, that, that if you have the Bible in, in the pew, the NLT version, I love the way it translates it. It says this. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. It's about your roots. It's about who you are underneath the surface. What's it all about? It's about your character. What is it that your heart beats for today? Is it for the next big thing? Is it for the next emotional high you can get? Is it for the weekend? God, just just get me through another week of work and so then I'll get to the weekend and then we'll go back to the grind again. Is that all your heart beats for? Is there something more that it beats for today? Do you live for the things of the the world or do you live for things that are going to last forever, for things that are eternal? Our roots matter as individuals and our roots also matter for us as a church. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to continue to revisit this theme of roots again and again throughout the year. In fact, you may hear some of these similar ideas again and again. Why? Because like we talked about last week, one of the marks of a great church, if you want to be a part of a great church, great churches are unified. They are unified at the core. It's not everybody's the same, but they are unified on their mission. Everybody, all of us here today, picture us at the starting line of a race We're all running in the same direction. If half of us were running that way, 
And if we stood up right now, boy, this would be fun. If we stood up right now and the whole this side of the congregation ran that way and this side of the congregation ran that way, we're not heading in the same direction. It's going to be mass chaos, right? We're going to be colliding and there's going to be concussions and it's not going to be good. It is so important that we as a church, as a team, work together and are all running in the same direction. That's why we have to know our roots. What is our foundation? And so uh, maybe you've noticed... Uh, we're going to start with a little exercise to help us getting think about what are our roots as a church. Start with a little exercise. Maybe you've noticed that the world is full of images. We are run by the image of things. When you, you see a symbol, you can probably pick out what it is. So what we're going to do, I'm going to throw an image up on the screen. Not yet. I'm going to throw an image up on the screen, and uh, you just yell out as loud as you can the first thing that you think of. Not, don't ponder it, don't think about it. When you see that image, what is the first thing that you think about, okay? Ready? Go. Move on. Okay? (laughs) Let's keep going. Yeah, okay, next one. Okay, next one. Cool, okay, next one. Okay, next one. Okay, let's hang on that one for a second. Interesting. And that right there, the answer to my question, whatever you would yell out there, is what the message is about today. That's the question right there. Deeper than just church, right? Okay, great. You say church and people have a thousand different ideas of what that is. But let's say that this week you're talking to a neighbor or you're talking to a coworker, or you're talking to a friend and they say, so you go to that, that uh, church that meets at, at Hubble there on the corner, right? In that school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are you all about? What would you say? We probably have lots of different answers, right? Every single one of us might say something different and that's great. But at the core, at our roots, What is it that we're about as a church? Somebody drives by and they see that sign there on 42nd Street. What's the first thing that they think of? Right? What is that? What do we want that to be as a church? So if you've got your outline in front of you, we're going to kind of answer some of those questions. Who we are. For some of you, you're going to be like, yes, I know this, but I encourage you to follow along because it's important to be reminded. For some of you, this is going to be brand new. So on your handout, we're going to talk about First of all, who we are. And if I miss something, just yell at me and we'll get it filled in. So that's just helpful for you to follow along. Hope City Branch is a satellite campus of Lutheran Church of Hope uh, in West Des Moines, our main campus. So we have a campus in West Des Moines, we have a campus here, and we have a campus in Ankeny, meaning that we have the same mission, vision, and values as hope. So we are not some wild, wacky, independent, crazy church, and I'm just getting up here and saying whatever I want. We are a part of a much bigger family, a much bigger church that just happens to meet in different locations. Some of the language that we've used sometimes is that we are a satellite. And so some of you are thinking, I, do I go to a church or do I go to a spaceship? Like satellite, like what's that all about? And, and, and to kind of play that analogy out a little bit more, Pastor Molly, some of you know her, she helped start City Branch. We were sitting around talking one day and, and she looks at Pastor Scott, who's the campus pastor at, at, in Ankeny, and uh, she looks at Scott and I go, she goes, you know what? If you're satellites, that means the campus in West Des Moines is the mothership. And that means that you two are pastor knots. terrible. 
So if it's confusing for you, you can just say Hope West Moines, Hope City Branch, and Hope North Branch. That's a little bit easier. So why do we exist? Because we're called, we feel called. There was a group of people that got together two and a half years ago and, says, and said, we want to reach our neighbors. We want to be Jesus in that community. We're not here to steal from other churches. We're not competing. In fact, uh, every single week I meet with other pastors from here in town, and it's awesome, and we encourage each other. And I, I say to them, and they say to me, how can we help you thrive? It's not to stop stealing my members. It's not about that. It's not about members. It's about disciples. And we don't care where those disciples are made. Just get connected somewhere. In fact, I've, had, I've told people to go to a different church because I think that they would have something that they're needing. Other pastors have sent people here because they said, you would really connect at City Branch. And that's great. There are plenty of fish in the sea. We are on the same team working together. It's not about who has the most members. It's about making disciples and seeing lives changed by Jesus Christ. And wherever that happens, in an elementary school gym or in a great big cathedral, it does not matter. It's about impacting people for Christ. So that's kind of who we are as a church. What's the whole Lutheran thing about? Have you ever wondered that? Lutheran Church of Hope, you know, I've been coming to City Branch for a while, and they got this Lutheran thing. And, and, and I've heard of some Lutheran things bef- before, but what, what's that really all about? Well, I think the first thing to say is there's a difference between Lutheranism, as in like our theology, the core of who we are, like the roots of Lutheranism, and the culture of being Lutheran. Some of you say, oh, Lutheran. You write green jello and, and potlucks and, and Garrison Keeler and Swen and Oli jokes, right? That's what being Lutheran's all about. Well, we wouldn't make it very far as a church if that, that's what we we're all about. So uh, there's that, kind of the cultural part of being Lutheran. There's nothing bad about that. That's great. But then there's the theology, and I think we have great theology. But it's not about us against a different denomination or anything like that. It's just that when we're teaching and preaching, we're going to kind of come from that angle. So what's up with Lutheran? What puts the Lutheran in Lutheran Church of Hope? Well, it's this. Our founder's name was Martin Luther, and he looks a little something like that. And if that doesn't excite you to be a Lutheran, I don't know what does. (laughs) So uh, actually, Martin Luther was an incredible guy, started the Protestant Reformation, changed the way that we do church forever, and we are very thankful to him. Well, he had these kind of core beliefs that he grabs from Scripture, and so those next four bullets on your, uh, five bullets on your uh, sheet there, you can see the scripture reference there. So Luther's not making these up. These are rooted in scripture. So he has these solas. Say sola. So, meaning alone. So, the first one is grace alone. Meaning it is by grace that we have been saved. It's not by our works. It's not that we earn God's love by climbing up the ladder and doing all these great things. It's only about grace. Secondly, faith alone. It's about putting our faith in that grace that we've been given by Jesus. Faith is a gift from God that we believe. Faith is a gift. It's not something that we attain. It's not something that if we're good enough, then we can have faith. It's a gift from God. Next, word alone. You're going to hear us again and again. You always hear me up here saying, bring your Bibles, bring your Bibles, bring your Bibles, open your Bibles. It's because we believe that God's word changes lives. And I don't know, maybe some of you have been a part of churches in the past. You've had a bad experience with God's word and it's kind of been used as a weapon or something like that. I just pray that we can just cast aside that and we can just move forward into understanding that that's God's word. Sharper than any double-edged sword. And by that, I mean it can cut right to the heart of where you're at today. God's word changes lives. And for Luther... Word alone meant that it is the final authority on life. 
everything that we encounter in life, any decision that you make, who you are, what, what your community looks like, all are rooted in God's word, and we are not ashamed of it. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, and Luther would echo that. We are not ashamed of the gospel. Next, Christ alone, that Jesus is our direct connection to God because, well, he is God when you think about it. And uh, some denominations will have a leader or a pope or somebody that sort of intercedes and you, as you pray and things like that. But we believe that all of us, anytime, have direct access to God, have direct access to our Father in heaven. And you can pray up here in the corner after worship. You can pray in your car going home. You can pray in the shower. You can pray wherever you want because God is right there with you all the time. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is our connection to God. He is the reason that we have life today. And finally, the last one's not a sola, but it's a core of who we are as Lutherans. It's the priesthood of all believers. And it's kind of a churchy phrase, but basically, I'll ask you the question, who's the minister of this church? You are. Every single one of you. If we put that in our bulletin, you know, like, pastor, John Annenson. No, ministers, everybody. Every single one of you is called to be a minister. Why? Because every single one of us is on a mission. Every single one of us is on a mission. Because the Spirit, as it says in Acts, has been poured out on all people. Not me, not one person, not people that just wear robes. The Spirit has been poured out on all people. And we are all called to be ministers for Christ. Regardless of how good of a Christian you think you are, regardless of how long you believe, regardless if you still have questions and doubts about your faith today, that does not prohibit you from sharing your faith and loving others. You can pray for each other. You can visit each other in the hospital. You can lead Bible studies. This is truly empowering. It's not about the pastor having all the fun and doing all the ministry. And I love that about you. I am so thankful for you as a church because you are alive and you're vibrant and you're growing. And it's an incredible thing to be a part of. You've got the power. You've got the power of the Holy Spirit living in you today. Turn to your neighbor and says, you've got the power. You've got it. Awesome. Okay, next session. The heart of hope. The heart of hope. Hope's mission. Every uh, organization, every community, every church usually has a mission. And our mission at Lutheran Church of Hope is this. Let's read this together. To reach out to the world around us and share the everlasting love of Jesus Christ. That's our mission. That's what we're called to do. So from the get-go, you can see that everything that we're going to do has an outward focus. The church is not a social club. The church is not a place for you to come and find a click and just hang with your buddies and just kind of link arms and say, this is it. It's just all about us. Uh, Our doors are always open. Spiritually and literally, our doors are always open. Our mission defines us. That's very, very important. Our mission defines us. And this could be true of you as an individual. Maybe uh, my challenge for you today is write your own mission statement. And for those of you that are married, write a marriage mission statement. One of the most powerful things I ever did with my wife, write a mission statement for your marriage or for who you are as an individual. What are you about? What is the purpose of your life? Ask God. He would love to tell you, I'm sure. What defines us at Hope? What defines us here at City Branch? It's not our size. City Branch's goal is not to be 100 people, but our goal is not to be 1,000 people either. Our goal is to be whatever God wants us to be. 
And if that's cramming 5,000 people into this gym so that we can be changed by God, awesome. We'll find some more chairs or bring a lawn chair. You know what? If that's outside, if that's in 10 different locations around the city just so people can encounter Jesus, that's great. Our goal is to become whatever God wants us to become as long as we're making disciples. Uh, We do know that healthy things grow, but healthy things grow just like roots grow. Healthy things grow not only in width, in number, healthy things grow in depth. And so I I never want to become a church that's a mile wide and an inch deep, right? Because we can grow up, but really never grow in our faith. We can grow old and never really grow up, (laughs) right? We can just kind of become infants as a church, width and depth in growth. But ultimately, we are not defined by what we are not. We are not defined because we're against something. We're not defined by because we're not like that and that what defines us. It's a worship style or where we worship. We're going to grow and we're going to change and we're probably going to look a lot of different ways. But the question is, are you on board with a style or a size? Are you on board with the mission? That's a huge, huge question. What are you on board with today? (laughs) And if you're riding the bus, (laughs) what are you on board with today? And I I also just want to say, too, that the the, the mission, and we're going to talk about our specific mission at City Branch in a second. A mission is not something that somebody went up to a hill and got this revelation from God and and then just delegated that and, and decreed that over all the people. Mission is something that it's who we are collectively. It's what we're about. It's not something we just made up. It's rooted in scripture of who God calls us to be. And so underneath that big mission of hope, this big mission of hope, God's given us two crystal clear ways of carrying that out here at City Branch. And the first one is building missional leaders. Um, in fact, I think we've got, and that is based on the Great Commission. In fact, I think we've got that, the next slide uh, there, Carrie. Let's read this together from Matthew 28. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So building missional leaders. And to fill in your sheet there, it's all about disciples living as missionaries. That's who God has called us to be. That's what that means. Disciples living as missionaries. First of all, we want you to be apprentices of Jesus. His disciples learning to live like him. Disciples, not audience members. And there's a big difference there. Faith is an active thing. But then ultimately, because faith is an active thing, and because faith fills you up to overflowing, you can't keep it to yourselves, and so you are called to live a missional life. You are called to live as a missionary. We have several people here among us that are missionaries, as we would typically call them, and that is awesome. And God calls people to those places, and we need missionaries in that sense. But every single one of you is a missionary every single day in your own backyard. No matter where you are, you are a missionary. What do you do the 167 other hours of the week besides the one that you're here on Sunday morning? That's building missional leaders. Secondly, it's based on the great commandment, and I think that we have that uh, as well uh, up on the slide. Let's read this together. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor. And so our second key area at City Branch that you're going to hear over and over and over again is building bridges to the city. Because bridges 
bring people together, they don't divide. They bring people together. And so as a church, we'd love to be a bridge to, to break down the barriers that a lot of times exist between churches and the community. And realistically, we could build a great big building, we could have lots of money, we could have lots of fancy programs, and never make an ounce of impact on the community in which we live. We want to bless the community and go out to the people, not just expect people to come here to us. And so we, we ask this question quite a bit, and I want to pose it again today. If we left tomorrow, if we left tomorrow, would the community in which we live miss us? That's a tough question. Any group or organization that you're part of, if you, if, if, if you really love your job today and, and, and that stopped tomorrow, would anyone miss you? And that's a good measure. Are you having an impact? Are you making a difference? We want to be for the city, not against the city in that sense. So building bridges is about being a visible and life-giving presence. A visible and life-giving presence presence. It's about connecting people with Jesus, not just more religion. We don't need more religion. We need Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through us. You are the church. So what does that mean? It means that we're going to spend a significant amount of time as a church with people that may never step inside the four walls of this gym. We're going to spend a significant amount of time there. It means that we're going to spend a lot of time with people who don't look like us, with people that don't talk like us, people that don't live where we do. In fact, Jesus did this, and he got in trouble for it. Jesus loved to hang out with people that had just kind of been kicked to the curb. Jesus loved to hang out with people that nobody else wanted to hang out with. And the religious people, the leaders of the day, the Pharisees, hated him for it. Because he was making them look bad. Because they knew in their hearts, this is what the gospel's really all about. This is who God is. And Jesus came and lived that out. Jesus says, I came to seek and save that which was lost. That's my mission, Jesus says. And so why would our mission be any different? So that's the target. That's what we're about. Missional leaders, bridges to the city. Now, remember the different images that I threw up on the screen. So let's say that somebody asks you tomorrow. So you, you're not going to remember building missional leaders, building bridges to the city. I hope you do, but you may not remember that exactly. So a coworker or a friend or a neighbor comes up to you tomorrow and, and, and they say, okay, who are you? Well, another way of saying it is, we're an H2O church. So enter from the prop room, exhibit A, ice cubes. Now, in one sense, in one form, an important part of our community is what we do here on Sundays. It's really important to be together. I might need a mop up here eventually, but uh, we're here together in worship. You're here together in small groups, and we need to be a community. We need to be united. David, why don't you hold that? Oh, she stole it. Oh, wow. I guess somebody wanted a frozen ice cube. Jay, why don't you hold that? So in one sense, Peter, Peter, here you go. In one sense, that's who we are. Gerald needs one. There we go. Okay. Vic, you need three. Okay. So in one sense, that's who we are as a church. That is one state of who we are. But Jesus also says, I am the living water. I am the living water poured out. For everyone. And so if Jesus lives inside of us, he lives inside of you today, it's probably not going to work that well when we're sharing our faith to throw ice chunks at people, right? That's probably not going to be the best route. But if Jesus says, I am the living water, 
And if Jesus says, um, my mission on this earth is to bring life to dead places, that means that water's got to flow. That water's got to go out to everyone, not just to a few people, but to everyone. And so to demonstrate that today, I'm just joking. (laughs) But if you notice, one of the coolest things about ice is that it melts into water, right? You're not going to remember everything I talked about today, but you're going to remember that, that that's who you're called to be. You are called to be life-giving water for the world around you. There, I just did a mass baptism. Here we go. That's who we're called to be in one sense solid, but in one sense life-giving water flowing out into the community. Go and be the church, Jesus says. Go and be the church. You can set that on the ground. You can just let it melt. That's fine. So when you leave here today, we're going to stop being ice and you're going to melt. And you're going to melt out into the community. When we meet in each other's homes for small groups, when we package meals for those in Haiti, when we serve those on our block, when we do our jobs with excellence and integrity, when you love your spouse and your children well, be an H2O church. Who knew chemistry class could come in so handy? Okay, so switching gears here at the last part of your outline. Uh, We talked about who we are and what our mission is. What does that mean for you? What does it mean for you right here today to get on the bus, to get on board with that mission? Uh, and, and to kind of preface this, I just want to say this. One of our core understandings of who we are as a church at Hope is that it's all about what can I bring, what can I give, not just what can I get. What, what can I get out of it today? How, how does it make me feel? We, we want you to feel good, but ultimately, what would it look like if you walked in on Sunday morning each week And when you walked through those doors, the first thing that went through your head was, who is going to feel love today because I was here? Hmm. Who can I encourage today? Who's who's looking a little down? Who, Who just needs a hug, maybe? Who do I need to speak some life into today? You see the difference between that and, oh my gosh, I hope Scott leads good worship today. I hope the sermon isn't boring. Oh, geez, you know, like... Maybe some days it's going to be a seven, right? But you know what? There's grace, right? Absolutely. But praise God for the worship. We have an awesome worship team. Thank you. I'm not saying that to you guys. But ultimately, it's not about us. It's not about us. It's not about hope. It's not about City Branch. It's about the God that we encounter here. It's all about him. And we just want to see him change lives. And so what does it mean for you to be a part of that? Well, it's the four G's. That's the four G's, and this is what we'll wrap up with today is the four G's. First of all, gather. That we would pray that you would see worship as a get-to, not a (laughs) got-to. That you would see worship as a get-to, not a got-to. We are created to worship. It's not about your Sunday morning routine. It's not about religion. You were created to be a worshiper. And when we worship together here as God's family, something incredible happens inside of us. We pray that it would take priority. I know that every single one of us are busy. But I pray that it's not about one more option, one more thing that I need to check off my list. It's about being committed to each other. And also, for for us to come in with the attitude of, I don't want to miss what God's going to (laughs) do. Like, I'm going to go home today. My wife is at a women's retreat this weekend. I'm going to say, you should have been at City Branch today. It was incredible. Because my family was there. Now the worship and the sermon, eh, my family was there. And we encountered God 
together. Also, gathering is about inviting others. And when, when you come and you feel loved and you feel encouraged here every single week, why would you not tell your friends about that? It's not about shoving religion down their face. It's about inviting them to experience life and joy and peace. So gather. The second G is grow. Christianity is a growing experience. Christianity is a growing experience. Believe it or not, there's no perfect people sitting around you today. (laughs) Every single one of us has our flaws and our imperfections, and we all have room to grow. We're not perfect. Remind that to your neighbor. Tell them, you're not perfect. If that's a surprise to you, talk to me after worship. We have some things to discuss. We're not a perfect church. But somehow, I think that we can fall into this mindset that we think church, we think following Jesus is like high school or college, where I go through these classes, I go da-da-da-da-da-da, and I've arrived as a Christian. Christianity is a growing experience. Jesus says this to his disciples. If you want to become great, if you want to keep growing, if you think that you're mature, be a servant to all. Get down on your knees and wash somebody's feet. That's what it means to be mature. That's what it means to be great in the kingdom of God. So if you think you're too old today, or if you think you're a little bit too experienced in your faith, well, then I got a challenge for you. Give it away. Give it away. God has not blessed you with that faith and blessed you with those experiences so you could keep it to yourself. Look around you today. Give it away. Give it away. And so maybe that's a good question for all of us today. Have I become complacent in my faith? Does my walk with God just kind of like this? It's just kind of flatlined. Christianity is a growing experience. Maybe it's getting out of your bubble and serving. Maybe it's joining a group, which is our next G, the third G, groups. As we grow big in width, we need to grow in depth. And we believe that life change happens best done in community. Life change happens best when we do life together. Don't settle today. And I know for some of you, and, and, and believe it or not, I'm the world's biggest introvert. Some of you are like, get a life. I am. And it's been hard for me to connect, but for the last year I've been meeting with some younger guys every single Sunday night. And it's been incredible. Because I can kind of take off my mask and just be John. And just be real. Because I don't have it all together either. And that's a good question for all of us is, who can you be real with? Okay, I know you got your golfing buddies and the people you go to the bar with and, and the people that you just come over and chat with and watch TV with or watch your favorite show. Who are you really? And who knows you well enough to call you out? Who knows you well enough to really encourage you in ways that you need to be encouraged? And that's just one of the main reasons we do small groups. It's not because it's a churchy thing to do. It's because that's where we grow the best, is when we sharpen each other, when we get into each other's lives. So groups. And finally, the fourth G is give. Giving's all about serving. It's about giving yourself away. And I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Those who have the most joy around here, serve. Those who have the most joy, serve. So, um, three things with that, and it's not just about, when you say give, you're just going to say, oh, it's about money. No, it's not just about money. That's one of them, and we pray that you would give joyfully, and not as a matter of guilt, but as a matter of faith. Because you're giving out of the joy in your heart. But it's not even about that either. It's also about finding 
what your gifts are and plugging in and connecting and putting your roots down somewhere as if you're going to be there the rest of your life. It's a matter of faith, not a matter of guilt. Where's God called you to serve today? So that's the four G's, and we, cont- we encourage you to come back to them regularly so that we can keep each other in the game, to be the church together. So that's the roots. That's the foundation of what holds us together. But if you notice, over there on the wall, we've got some roots. And out of those are springing up trees. It's about roots. It's about life at City Branch. And if you'll notice, there's some tape over there. And if you look underneath your seats, there's three different colored cards. There's a yellow one, there's a green one, and a blue one. And we talk about roots, you might think, oh, we're just taking off, right? No, there's fruit. So much has happened around here in the last two and a half years, and it's not about us. It's about what God is doing through you. And as I look back, I was thinking this past week, and I look back and I wonder... How is it that so many lives have been changed? How is it that this city has been impacted in countless ways? It's because he's God and we're not. And left to our own power, we're just another gathering of people. But with the power of the Holy Spirit living in us, we're the church. God doesn't have a plan B. We're the church. We're the church. And with God on our side, nothing is impossible. City Branch started with this small group of followers that wanted to reach this neighborhood and tell their friends about Jesus. And it's about as simple as that. And so in April of 2008, we, we had a preview service down there in the cafeteria. And during that preview service with a few people, we handed out cards that looked exactly like this. And one of them says, I imagine and pray that City Branch could influence its community in this way. And the blue one says, I imagine and pray that God could use my gifts and talents at City Branch in this way. And the green one says, I imagine and pray that City Branch could impact individual lives in this way. And so some of us that were gathered there that day, we, we wrote down what seemed kind of like lofty goals and dreams. And uh, a few of those read... I pray that we would be a place where people of all ages would feel welcomed and loved. I pray that we would be a community that opens its doors to those in need. I pray that I could find a small group of people who live near me to share my joy and my pain with each week. And of course, there was lots of them, hundreds of them. And I, I went through that list from two and a half years ago this past week. <laughs> and I was reading through them. It's just, God, you're incredible. Thank God it's not about me. Thank God it's not about us. God, you're changing lives. And in some small way, through sharing our dreams on these cards, God, you invite us to be a part of that mission. You invite us to be a part of what you're doing in this world. And I just want to say, you're doing it. We're doing it. It's not about just, oh, someday when we become a real church, you're the church. And I am so thankful for you. And there's a reason that I chose the scripture that Gerald read for us today because Paul says this, and these are, this is my heart for you today as a pastor. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you 
with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news of the gospel. I'm so thankful for you, for every single one of you. I'm so glad that you're here today. And so I think the time has come again to have a new round of dreams. And so Scott's going to keep playing for us up here. And I want you to just take some time and not feel rushed. And I want you to write down what God has put on your heart for this community. And just kind of fill in what that card says. Uh, so if you could just take the next several minutes and, and just do some thinking. Don't be in a rush. Just write it down. Take your time. And then walk over here. And uh, I had my sound guys this morning kind of make it look like a tree. I think it looks like a tree. But you can go to either side and you can kind of see where some of the cards have been placed. And the big sheets are kind of in the form of a trunk in a root. And if you need more sheets, they're up there. But take a piece of the blue tape and stick it on the back and you can put those cards anywhere but maybe in some way, shape, or form they could form the fruit. Because when stuff's healthy, when roots are planted deep, it grows even if it starts as a little stick. God's doing some incredible things. So grab a card, grab some tape and stick it and complete those trees over there with the fruit. So we'll let these little cards be our branches today. What's the next chapter of our story going to look like? You tell us. Go for it.